Sedano and LZ with you here, celebrating a Dodgers win, title town here in L.A. Momo's going to stop by in 15 minutes. We're going to take your calls here at 877-710-ESPN. Who are you most happy for? How did you celebrate? What does this one mean to you and to this town and to this city and to this franchise? Like, let's have it. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And, and LZ, here's what I would say, Mm -hmm. is that this result is as just a result for a franchise as I've ever seen. Because of what the Dodgers have had to endure the last several years. Because they end up losing a heartbreaking seven-game series to a team we then find out was cheating. They lost another series, which maybe they weren't the better team, right? It seemed fairly obvious, but nonetheless, still another team that cheated, right? And then last year, you have the heartbreak of losing in the first round to this crazy Cinderella with the Washington Nationals. And it really felt... It felt like a dark time, right, after getting bounced in the first round to be able to reestablish themselves, to be able to pick themselves off the floor, off the mat, right, to use a boxing analogy, and just dust themselves off, add a Mookie Betts to an already great roster, right, and have the vision of Andrew Friedman fulfilled and win this championship. And I think, I'm going to say this again, I, I said it last segment, I think this is the beginning of a dynasty. Like, I think that this team will win multiple championships during this particular run, and I think that this is just the first of, of a few. And I, I think we're in for a really fun time with this particular team. But I think the result is just just based on everything that these, these people have had to endure. Listen... I don't like to get too far ahead, you know. Um, I don't. I don't want to think about multiple championships. I want to enjoy this one first, and then. Oh no! I said it. I'm gonna pull a Pat Riley. We're going back to back. Well, it's been 20 years since a baseball team has won a consecutive championship, and that was your Stankies. Way back in, you know, 98 through 2000, he won three in a row. And this team is as good, if not better, than that Yankees team. But I would say that there's a reason why um, it's difficult to, you know, repeat. And that's because... Baseball. Yes, it's a long season. Fluky yeah. things happen. There's, hashtag it's baseball. Hashtag it's baseball. You're talking about contract things, you're talking about prospects. So I, I, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy this first. And then the goal for next season is to win a championship. Do it again! And that's and that's the way I think is the smart way to approach it. Like, we don't know what's going to happen to, for instance, like with Kike Hernandez, who I think is very important to us because he's so yeah. flexible, he's so versatile, right? He is flexible. You saw him dancing a couple yeah, yeah, of years yeah, ago, yeah. remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. very flexible. And, very, and very he flexible. is half Puerto Rican, half Cuban. Yeah. I didn't know this. I found this out recently. I didn't know His he was half was Cuban, Cuban either. I did not know. I knew yeah. he was Puerto Rican. But I, I found that out. Yeah, that's fantastic. His mom is from Manzanillo, Cuba. But we may not we may not have him next season. You know, they may Maybe. decide to let him we'll go see. and bring in Gavin Lux. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's some pitching things we need to deal with. we got to figure out what's going to happen with Kenley. Uh, I don't know about you, but... You know, Pedro Baez to me is is someone who you know is worth having a conversation about. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's uh, put it nicely. Yes. You know, so I'm I'm just want to enjoy this first because it's been three yeah. decades in the making. Yeah. And then more tequila. And then more. Whew, maybe not right now. Pura yesca. <laughs> maybe not right now, bruh. 
if you only I mean, knew. the Yescal could help, actually, the hangover. You know? I woke up, and I was like, is anyone else Cottonmouth? And who am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> There's no one else in the room. Um, Let, let's ask. Let's ask the folks. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish no, up. No, no, no. I, I was just saying, so let's just enjoy this now. And then next year, we can start talking about what we need to do to get back. All right, let's let's get back to the people. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Momo's going to join us in ten minutes. Uh, let's go to Dana in Palos Verdes. What's up, Dana? Hi guys. Hey there. I'm so excited. Miss me? I spoke. I was on talking to you on my birthday, on my sixtieth birthday, on October nineteenth, right after the Lakers. That's won. right. And then I. Uh, we remember I when the Lakers won. Yes. Yeah, and then I had to go to Arlington National Cemetery and bury my mother there on Monday. And yeah. we flew back. We landed yesterday, and I, I remember on your show I said, and the Dodgers are going to do it. And so I'll be, gosh darn, see, I'm telling you, nothing's impossible. You never quit. And Kirsch, I can't believe it. I'm so happy for him. I mean, when you hear people say, oh, you know, he's probably passed his time. He's been too injured. He's this and that. And he never came, he never quit, and he came back even stronger. Look at him. And then all the other guys, Muncy, and how about Gonzalez? He left the show? Hello? Yeah, he was fantastic. He still got you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he left it, and I, I mean... All of this, it's like a hundred messages and they're all the same exact message. It's like, don't ever quit. It's just like, you know, Muncie had a tough season. But no, he came in, locked it down. Kirsch, Dana, Dana, how did you celebrate? How did you celebrate last night before we let you go? Okay, well, we got home from the airport from Arlington and we, my son, Zach, who I won the hat for last week, went, he and my daughter went back to USC. They watched it with their friends. And so my husband and I were in our house. And when they, when they won, my husband FaceTimed Zach and my son, he, he, this was the biggest day of his life. He couldn't speak to us on the FaceTime. He was just looking at us. He was crying Aww. and he couldn't get words out. And I took a pic, screenshot of the his face because he's 24 years old and this was the biggest i mean he still hasn't gotten over the last three attempts that we didn't almost yeah. win you know yeah. and yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. It's, we are we couldn't be any happier and right. we are all now know that you just never give up yeah never give up data thank you so much for calling us okay take care uh laura immediately was like why do parents do that because you know they're showing that off to the rest of their friends too, Facebook. right? Like, like poor Zach is dealing with, uh, you know, he, the all of Dana's friends in Palos Verdes are saying, "Look at Zach, he was crying, and he's going to be super embarrassed." Dana, we love you, but please don't show that to your neighbors. Poor Zach, you don't want to embarrass poor Zach, okay? No, no, no. Put it on Instagram. Just make sure, <laughs> just make sure it's private. <laughs> Because you want to be able to use it later for, like, you know, blackmail oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That way, if Zach isn't listening to you, that is an excellent point, Elsie. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a 23-year-old. You got to learn how to control these young people. Dana, thank you for the call. Let's go to Steve in South Pass. What's up, Steve? John, I, uh, I want to do a course. I, I think we're all very, very happy for the Dodger uh, players that had to suffer through the indignity of Major League Baseball turning a blind eye to the cheating scandal yeah. with the uh, Houston Astros. And then, of course, perhaps with the Red Sox as well. 
what uh, I, I think the group that I am happiest for, most of all, are all of the Dodger fans. Uh, because uh, the, the, the franchise, really, when the O'Malley's sold the team to Fox, and the O'Malley's, they wanted to cash out. There was nobody else in the family who wanted to carry the team forward, and we understand that as, uh, as a fan base. When Fox bought the Dodgers, it all went downhill. Oh, I think when we lost they them. traded Piazza, I mean, that was absurd. And then wandering through the desert all of those years with Frank McCourt and all of the, it was it was beyond it was almost insurmountable. And yet, those we hang on, we do our best, we cheer for our team, we love the Dodgers. And all right, we lost them there. Sorry about that, Steve. Thank you for the call, Victor in L.A. Victor, what's up? Yes, please. Um... Please do me a favor. Speak on uh, Dylan Dylan Floro striking out a Rosarena. Please. Oh, that was huge. Uh, that, that, was huge. Huge. that was a huge. First of all, first of all, three heaters. Yeah, three for, for, heaters. Yep. First of all, a Rosarena. Speak on that. A Rosarena, and thank you for the call, Victor. Appreciate it. Um, a Rosarena was it, like let let's tip our cap to that dude. He was incredible, LZ. Yeah, he was Bonds like. So, yeah, Dylan Floro to be able to take him out the way he did was a seminal moment in that particular game. Yeah, it absolutely was. He, he comes in, three pitches, Yeah, and just looked at him like, I ain't scared of you. Yeah. And that's what I love about baseball because it's a team sport, technically, but really it's mano a mano. It really is. It's, it's an individual sport where a pitcher says, this is my stuff, and looks at the batter and goes, what? And that's what he did to the hottest hitter in the planet, not named Corey Seager. He basically said, I'm not going to pitch around you. I'm not going to hope you swing and miss. I'm going to take you out. And I just, when he, that performance for that one batter was maybe my favorite performance just because of the situation. Yeah, no question about it. Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Sedano? What's up, LZ? What up, bro? Hey, uh, man, what a what a day after a night, thirty two years in the making, man. Uh, what could I say? You know, I've been to Puebla, I've been to Chihuahua, I've been to the DF, and those boys, man, they're they're heroes not only in Los Angeles, but they're heroes in all of those towns too, because there's big dogs are following south of the border. But uh, the guy I'm most happy for is the three-headed monster by the name of Clayton Kenley Roberts. Because that three-headed monster, which has brought L.A. so much success in the regular season, granted, and in 2017 when we were cheated out of our second chip, uh, has been under such fire over the last few weeks, second-guessed, you know, thrown left for dead on the side of the road, and for those three guys to get that chip, it's a cement factory, meaning their legacies are cemented in Cooperstown, in my opinion, fellas. So, hey, you guys keep up the good work. Laura, great job behind the, behind the scenes. And, uh, hey, man, KSPN doing the damn thing. Good looking out. 
All right, Manuel, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll take more of your calls at 877-710-ESPN shortly. But Momo's going to stop by. We'll talk to Momo uh, about how she experienced this. She was on TV a lot today talking about the Dodgers on ESPN. Uh, so we'll talk to her about that. Uh, plus, I want to get into something with her specifically, LZ. The three of us can all get into it, uh, which is who has a better chance to repeat, the Lakers or the Dodgers? So we'll touch on that in just a second. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah! Momo's here. Her theme music. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Momo joining us on the Celebrity Hotline, courtesy of Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, so, Momo, you were on with us earlier. Thank you for uh, jumping in because LZ uh, was having some technical difficulties and he was able to make it to the studio in time. So we started the show with you, but now I got to ask you a couple of questions here. Okay, yeah. you ready? Go. Okay. So what is the defining reason you think that this Dodgers team finally was able to accomplish its goal? Hmm. Like if you had to pick something, right, and maybe it's more than one thing, but right. just one or two things that you think to yourself – these made these things made this happen. So I believe that the reason they finally won is because they they stopped like sitting back and waiting for somebody to hit the big home run. Like I felt like in years past they got too homer happy in the playoffs and they stopped just like manufacturing runs. And you saw you saw that embodied in the way that Mookie played, right? Like those stolen bases, taking those extra bases, just just how base running can create extra runs here and there, and those runs make all the difference. Um, I thought that was really key for them. And, and I also thought it made it not as big of a deal when they would fall behind. Like when they would, you know, when they would have to come back in games, it was like, oh, we can score, you know, because in, in the past it was like, oh, shoot, I hope Cody Bellinger hits a three-run homer, you know, otherwise we're dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just – it just felt like, and I, and this is a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use one of those Andrew Friedman words, okay? He likes the word optionality, and the idea is you always have the most options possible, and it's not just like one guy who has to come through. It's not just like, oh, I hope JT hits, I hope Bellinger hits. Like, if you just have lots of ways to score and lots of ways to get out and lots of good pitchers, eventually, in they aggregate you'll win. I think that's why they won this time. You know, I agree with you, particularly with the patience that we saw yeah. this year at the plate that really have been absent team-wide. Mm-hmm. Like, Muncie and JT have always been patient batters for us in Dodgers uniforms. Mm-hmm. But the other hitters, particularly Bellinger, for instance, to your point, yeah. wasn't always as patient. But you saw a lot of patience at the plate this year. And, and I, I can't help but wonder what realizing that Houston cheated did to their self-confidence and self-worth. Hmm. You know, Interesting. Once you realize it wasn't you, it was them. That's a great point, yeah. 
all of a sudden now all the second guessing that you've been doing, mm-hmm. all of the, you know, the, the questioning about whether or not you're as good as you think you are, those questions go out the window, including for Dave Roberts, yeah, who gets to look at 2017 postseason, particularly against the Houston Astros, and go, wait a minute, I didn't make bad moves. They were cheating. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, well, look, the other part of it, too, is that they had some young guys come through in a big way for them. At, they all came of age at the right time, right? The idea that, I mean, Will Smith was like a revelation this year. Yeah. He was great this year. Julio Urias was great. I mean, just him become. I mean, I think Julio became a star in this postseason. Like, not just. I mean, him closing out games, three inning saves like that. That is, that's that's massive for this team going forward, right? Um, even their young guy, Dustin May, Gonsolin, all those all those young pitchers. Like they did, they did just enough, and they got just good enough to to where they they didn't have to rely on Kershaw and Bueller. Right. I mean, it didn't the success and failure didn't hinge on whether or not Kershaw got out of the sixth. Right. Or could hold the one run lead or Walker Bueller's blister flared up like it just there was just enough talent that it, they didn't have to ever rely just on one guy. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the Chicago Cubs run to the World Series. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, where it was like, you know, it's not about Sammy Sosa leading you to the right. promised land. You know, it was it was a complete team effort. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm thinking about Kershaw, and I know this is. I mean, I'm really happy for Clayton because I think this is this takes away the one big stain on his legacy and all that. But like, they didn't win because of Clayton Kershaw. He wasn't the MVP, you know. He, no, he, he was had, good. He, he was good, good but but he, he wasn't had, he wasn't the reason. Yes, yeah, well, it wasn't like Madison Baumgartner out there or Kurt Schilling. I mean, this was if you wanted to give Kershaw the MVP because he had two wins, like. To me, that's like giving Martin Scorsese the Oscar for The Departed. Like, I like that movie. It was a good movie, but I mean, you know, that's not the one he should have won for. Well, which one should he have won there's for? There's so many other good, good. Give fellas, me one. Give me one. Give me right, one. Right, Goodfellas, Raging Bull. I mean, there's so many good Scorsese movies, right? And he was nominated. How many times has he been nominated? And he finally won. And okay, The Departed was good, but is that what you think of when you think of Scorsese? Kind no. of. I mean, to me, this is like Kershaw in his golden years gave him two solid five, six inning starts. I would say it's more aligned with giving Whoopi Goldberg the Oscar for Ghost as opposed to okay. the Purple. Okay, yeah. I would, I would go there. Sorry yeah. you distracted me with the movie That's talk. okay. That's okay. But like, this wasn't like Kershaw in his prime. This wasn't right. Kershaw at his best. Well, game you know, one, he was spectacular. He was good, yeah. He was a good game one. Um, but I didn't think he was MVP. I mean, when I when I thought about MVPs as pitchers, I was thinking more Julio. Because three out, two three-out saves in a series like this in, in huge, high-leverage situations, that, that to me was amazing. I think Mookie was probably a better choice than Seager in this one. Just I agree. Because the impact he had on the games. Plus, Seager already won for NLCS, so spread it around a little bit. You know, I knew Seager's numbers, right? We all knew yeah. his numbers were bonkers, but I really struggled outside of the one fielder's choice hit, remembering an at-bat that was really right. transformative. Whereas, yeah, to, like, your, to your point, I, mean, I just kept seeing Mookie's face in all the critical moments in the game. Exactly, yeah. He's yeah, a playmaker, offensively, yeah. defensively, on the base pass, everything. 
Yeah, I mean, Seager's offense was incredible and timely. There's no question. But you can make a similar case for Mookie on offense. But, right, the all-around game um, from him, the base running, the defense, all those things. The energy. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the leadership even. Yeah, yeah. I think all of yeah. it uh, factors into that particular equation. Um, all right, I got more questions for you, but this was our short segment, so we have our long segment uh, coming up. Did you like my answer? Was it a good answer? It was I thought it was answer. great. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. the way up to the Scorsese <laughs> bashing the departed part. We didn't yeah. like that okay. very much. <laughs> All right, so what what I do want to ask you next, though, I want to get into some of the other stuff, including Rob Manfred. We touched on him a little earlier, LZ and I. Um, You want to get into JT? JT Yeah, we'll get into JT. We'll get into JT. And I want to ask you about the Snell thing. And is this like, you know, this notion that this could could be damning on analytics. And I want to ask you before you go in the next segment, too, better chance to repeat, Lakers or Dodgers? So we'll get all that from Momo on the other side. Stick around. We are back in a minute and 45 seconds. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Oh, yeah! I have a question. What's that? Where was the Mac? (laughs) That he had to return? Yeah. Where'd he go? Yeah, that is a great question. Where did he go? You know, was he hungry? Did he just go step out for something to eat? Should we put up a poll? <laughs> Where did the Mac go? Where did the Mac go? That <laughs> <laughs> no, is funny. Um, Momo, now, yeah. there was there was no Mac when it came to Rob Manfred. Um, I literally was watching that yesterday as he was handing over the trophy. And uh-huh. I want to get to the stuff before, obviously, from the game in a second. And we're going to get to people's calls uh, after this segment. But... He, I don't think he anticipated the booze. Like, he seemed stunned. Like, I was telling LZ earlier, you know, <laughs> may he rest in peace, David Stern. He, like, he fed off yeah. that energy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he loved it. He egged it on. And Goodell, to his credit, has gotten used to it, right? And has messed with it yeah. a little bit. Manfred looked stunned. Like, I don't, he never recovered from it. Like, he was... His words were choppy. People thought oh, no. on the internet he was drunk. Some suspected maybe he was having a stroke. Like, I, I just think he was frazzled yesterday. <laughs> that was so sad. Because the thing about Rob is, like, total lack of self-awareness, right? Yes, I mean, yes, yes. How do you not realize that Dodger fans, of all the fan bases out there, really hate you? <laughs> right? Like, you're the one who let the Astros get away with it. Like, you're the one. I mean, uh, you know, just he should have definitely been prepared for that. Um, But I thought, you know, look, it was a I was in my like happy place. You know, I was just I was just happy that the Dodgers won. I thought that was cool. Um, You know, and I was just like, hurry up and get that that part over with. (laughs) Hurry up, Rob. I don't care about you. It's not about you. Right. Yeah, like yeah, move it along, man. Didn't move like it he along. cared either, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, yeah. He said he's gonna give the car to his, you know, soon-to-be wife and keep yeah. it moving. <laughs> keep it moving, dude. Like, yeah, like you, you. I get you're stunned that people dislike you, but yeah, be more self-aware that that that's the case. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right, Momo. 
the Kevin Cash decision on Blake Snell. Uh, how 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 much of a factor do you think that was in all that went down yesterday? Do you think it was right, the so, factor? Um, no, it was not the factor because the Rays scored one run. So I'm not going to feel bad for them for losing because they they couldn't hit either. But like, I think to like I, I was trying to get this hashtag started. Right? Did you see me? No. What the what the Snell? What oh, the Snell? I did see that. Yes, I, did see that. I don't think that's a good hashtag right there. Yeah. Um. That was horrible. I, I just, as a hitter, when there is a pitcher that is just dominating, who's got like electric stuff, all you're trying to do is get the pitch count up, and so they have to come out of the game eventually. Like you're just eventually like waiting for them to come out of the game. And I know that people are cocky and they think they can hit anybody, but even the Dodger hitters were admitting that. Oh my they god! Were, yeah, they were jubilant when they yeah. saw him leave. They were like, "Whoa, let's go!" Like they were, they yeah. were clapping it up. They were excited. What no, numbers I, were were used to determine? I mean, I was okay, watching. I'll tell you the because, number. Because I'll it tell you the number. It wasn't the eyeball test. We no, all I'll, agree t- that. I'll tell you the number. Right. He hasn't gone past the sixth inning this season, or, or or he hasn't gone past the sixth inning very much this season. And his ERA beyond the sixth inning, as dominant as he's been, is over twelve. And that, that was the reason that he pulled him. But I also think, and it, it leads me to my next point about analytics, which we can get into, is that now this is all some damning notion about analytics. Look, analytics need to be used in context. And the context was that dude was mowing people down, and the Dodgers' top three hitters were 0 for 6 with, like I think, five or six strikeouts against the guy the first two go-arounds. Mookie right. immediately got a hit, a double, as yeah, soon as he said that. As yeah. soon as he said that. It was like... They'll, it'll change the whole momentum, too. Correct. Like you could just feel the Dodger hitters like get more confident because they knew they didn't have to face that guy anymore. Like I literally just sent a text to my like all my friends who watched the game together. We were all watching separately, and we were, and I was like, "Dude, Dodgers need to get Snell out of the game. Like they need to like foul off a bunch of pitches, just yeah. get some guys on base, just so he gets out of the game, so his pitch mm-hmm. count gets up." And then I was like, "Wait, they might take him out. They always take they always take their pitches out early. This guy's been known to do that." And my friend Mandy, she was like, no, no, he's going the whole game. He's going, he's looking at how he's rolling. I was like, no, they take him out. And then he actually did it. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, 75 <laughs> pitches. It was only 73. 73. 73. Yeah. It's I mean, bonkers. And it was like he had just given up a hit to, like, the number nine batter. That wasn't exactly a line drive. It was just like a little yeah, flare. Yeah, yeah, a little flare. Yeah, a little flare. Gosselin threw 73 pitches to get out the first inning. Yeah. Well, almost. He threw like 50. <laughs> that was yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, it just changes. Like, like when you're – I'll tell you, like, as a hitter, it changes your whole mindset when, like, the dominant pitcher leaves the game. You're like, oh, my God. finally. Yeah. yeah. And then even defensively, like, your team, when, when you've got your stud pitcher out there, it's like you feel, like, kind of invincible. You're like, man, if we could just score one run, we're going to win. But you don't think this is like damning to analytics, right? Because I think that's silly because the guy who just won it, the team that just won it, uh, the the guy that created this team is is huge to analytics. This is what analytics is good for. It's good for team construction. It gives you an idea of what a guy may give you if you sign him for X number of years and how you can use him if you have him for X number of years. That's what it's great for. Gives you a sense of, okay, if I sign this guy that for the over the course of 160 plus games – you know, including the postseason, I'll be able to use him against left-handers. What is what it isn't good for is a game-by-game scenario. It just isn't in the particularly in the postseason because analytics is based on the average. 
It, it's based <laughs> on a large sample. Yes. That's a good point. Analytics is a guide. Okay. Analytics yes. says, you know, it's like we're talking about forecasts. Okay. There's a 75% so and so wins the election and 72% or whatever. Yeah. But you know what? If the 25% comes in, it's not because analytics was wrong. It's because it was just the, the 25% chance came in that time. Right. Yeah. And I think if you got to look at Blake Snell, it's like, yeah, he's been really, really good the first two times through the order. They wanted to get him out before the third time through the order because they felt like he really falls off. People start to recognize his pitches. But when the dude is rolling, when people are not even making solid contact on him, like, he, ooh, you like, got to think different. Like You guys know that like tennis is like my favorite sport, right? Yep. Yeah. When you play in someone you don't know, you normally do a little warm-up and you test each other. Yeah. You, know, you, you warm a little bit, see what the backhand looks like. You check that movement a little bit before you actually begin to, 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 you know, play for points. And with baseball, you have to be able to test the guys out with your eyeballs. Look at the batters. Look at their demeanor as they walk towards the yeah. plate. Are they confident? Are they nervous? Look how they look in between pitches. Yep. You know, you have to be able to do those things as a manager, particularly in the postseason, because it's going to inform you in ways that analytics simply can't. You could be lights out all the, t- you know, all year long, but there might be one guy, one guy that for whatever reasons, you know, got in your head like in the middle of the year and you can't get him out. Yeah. Analytics is not going to tell you that. A manager's got to be able to see that. Well, and I think what's hard for the Rays is that you know, part of the reason why Kevin Cash has that job is because he does what the front office tells him to do, right? The, the same thing with Dave Roberts. Like, every, you know, we always, Dave Roberts gets a lot of criticism, and I'm like, you know that wasn't just Dave Roberts. Girl, that's why all of us have our jobs, because we listen to our bosses. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Why is no, that an sure. indictment? For sure. <laughs> I mean, Momo, let- sometimes, sometimes you just got to break from what they're telling you, though. Momo, let me ask you this before we go. Yeah. Who has a better chance to repeat, the Lakers or Dodgers? I'm going to say Lakers because I think it's harder to win in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It's just baseball. There's just too many other variables. Other teams get hot. One of your guys go, gets hurt. You know, I'm not saying the Dodgers aren't positioned to win again. I think they're in position to win the NL West again. I think they'll do that again. They'll be back in the playoffs. But it's it's always once you get to the playoffs, it's always just, a, you know, whoever gets hot. And the Lakers, to me, last I looked, they still got Anthony Davis and LeBron. This is yeah, true. This is true. I, I I would agree. Even though I do think that this Dodgers team is just beginning to win, yep. I think that they're built well enough and they've got young enough players yeah. where they can sustain some winning for a little while. It doesn't mean they're going to repeat. It means they can win, I don't know, three and five or something like that or two out of four. Um, but I think that they're not done winning. And we haven't seen a team – uh, repeat, LZ, you said what, since the Yankees, right? Yankees, yeah, it's been 20 years since, yeah. since the Yankees was the last team. Now, I will say this, we got a chance to do the trifecta. There is oh, a the chance. Rams? The Rams, baby. There's a slight chance we mm. can do a trifecta. We're 5-2. and two. Did you see us on Monday night before Tuesday? There was no. a Monday. But Patrick Mahomes is so good. <laughs> like I, I'm terrified of that guy. Well, the Yankees are so can good, I, too, but things happen. How how twenty twenty is it that the two LA teams finally win this the crown jewels of LA sports finally win and we can't yeah. have a parade? I know <laughs> it is wild. Like it is just, wild. Like everybody, I mean, I'm glad we had the virtual parade and all that, and people were still, not fireworks and stuff. But like, I don't know. I'm not all like it's. It'll be okay if we do the like the drive through parade, I guess. Like, but yeah. that just kind of sounds like traffic to me. Like, ooh, yeah. let's get all 
This ain't a parade. This is a 405. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the 110 near downtown. Haven't you ever driven through there? I mean, seriously. Uh, Momo, thank you for stopping by as Thanks, always. Boys. Appreciate it. Yep, you got it. See you. There she is. Uh, Mama Momo hanging out with us there. By the way, Clinton Yates texts us here. Uh, he says, when he, in regards to our analytics discussion, the operative word in analytics is analyze. Excellent point, I would Ooh. say. Excellent point. Clinton, Clinton will be on tomorrow uh, on his uh, weekly Thursday appearance. Um, coming up next, LZ, you and I will get into what you need to know. Don't forget Jerry Hairston of Sportsnet LA, former Dodger, will stop by at 615. But we're going to get to your calls right now. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. How did you celebrate? Who are you most happy for? Uh, what was the defining reason for this Dodgers team to finally get over the hump? And, and just give us your thoughts on everything that went down here over the last day or so and transpired. Um, we'll get into that in just a moment. We are back in two minutes and 35 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. It's time for What You Need to Know. Presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. By the way, Jerry Harrison Jr. Uh, of Sportsnet LA. Dodgers coverage. And of course, former Dodger will join us at fi- in 15 minutes. We'll take your calls here and just kind of tell us how you celebrated, who you're most happy for. Uh, what was the biggest reason you think this team got over the hump? All of it. What happened last night? How you felt about the game? Hit us up, 877-710-ESPN. We're having a party today, 877-710-3776. Uh, so, LZ, uh, the news that was out there today was uh, a lot about Justin Turner and how that situation played itself out. Uh, the USA Today reported earlier today that the entire Dodgers team, with the exception of Turner and his wife, were allowed to travel back on the team plane and back to L.A. They all tested negative, thankfully. Uh, certainly the best result that they could have asked for, considering all, all that transpired uh, in the aftermath of the game yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you know, as we talked about it earlier, I was disappointed in the sense that I thought JT was a bit selfish in going out there and possibly exposing people because the virus can't be contained uh, just because you, you want to celebrate the World Series. But with that being said, I also said that I probably would have done the same thing. It's the last game of the season. We just won the World Series. I've already been around all my teammates without a mask and with a positive result. So why not? So I would have done what JT did. I just think that we both would have been wrong in doing so. Yeah. And lastly, here I've got some football stuff. And it's, look... I love Rob Gronkowski. Like, I'm glad that he's back in the game because he gives – he's – how would you best describe him? Like, he's – Frat boy? Yeah, just like a funny, bumbling idiot, right? Like, that's probably the best oh, way to describe Oh, he's not an idiot. No, 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 no. He's not an idiot. He's very, very smart and cognizant of what he's doing. Okay. Well, he, he was asked today about playing with Brady and specifically about Brady being so accurate with his back shoulder throws, okay? Mm -hmm. So I want you to listen to this quote, and you decipher this for me. Rob Gronkowski, quote, it must be like maple syrup because butter doesn't drizzle like that. 
You don't have much time. I take to, it back. He is an idiot. My bad. You don't have much time to react. Syrup drizzles. You have to make that play. A stick of butter is a block. You have to stick it in the microwave. And that's too long. And that's why I like maple syrup. I'm quick with it. I just drizzle all over the place. <laughs> I mean, how do you not like him? Like, he gets away with a lot of stuff for a variety of reasons. Yeah. You know, and the media gives him a longer leash than some other players, for sure. Um, but with that being said, he's funny. Yeah. He is funny. And he, I, and I get the analogy. And I, I like maple syrup, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. I mean, in terms of usage, maple syrup just is more flexible than butter. It is more flexible. Do more with maple syrup. Um, Next topic. All right, that's it. We're done with what you need to know. Uh, again, brought to us by friends at Morongo. Play it safe, good times. 877-710-ESPN. We want to open up to the people. Uh, we want people to tell us how they celebrated, uh, what this one meant to them specifically, what was the big defining moment or the big reason you think that the Dodgers were able to finally get over the hump, whether it's an individual player, uh, his performance, or adding him, or whatever, something Dave did, whatever it was. I just want you to just kind of pour your soul out to us and have some fun. And again, uh, enjoy the fact that this is Titletown here in L.A. Let's go to Jason in Downey. What's up, Jason? Jason, what's up? Jason going once. Going twice. Jason is gone. gone. Let's go to Juan in L.A. Juan. Yo, yo, yo. What up? It's Jason. No, it's Jason. Oh, Jason. My bad. Go ahead, Jason. Did it cross me? So I've been crying since the Lakers won, and I haven't stopped crying since. Um, I just felt I know with this World Series, it was, um, you know, not, not everyone could go. So with this and the Lakers, I was actually able to watch with my dad. And, um, you know, we almost lost him this year. So to be able to enjoy the Lakers and the Dodgers win was just incredible, you know, seeing the look of joy on his face. Him and my brother always talked about 88. I was three, so I don't count that. And, you know, this is all for the fans, man. You know, when, when we went to the World Series the first time against the Houston Asterix, they said, the Dodgers finally made it over the hump. No, we didn't. You know, we had to suffer through Kershaw getting blown out from the Cardinals, Kershaw getting blown out from the Phillies, and just seeing him raise that, that the championship is something special I'll never forget. Have a great one, boys. All right, brother. Thanks, sir. Take care. Thank you. Glad you enjoyed it. Let's go to Juan in L.A. What's up, Juan? Oh, there you guys go. LZ, Sedano. Yes. What's up, brother? I love the championship. I love it. I love it. I love it. I've been listening to you guys for like about three years. You guys were in the morning. You guys take me to work, and now you're bringing me back home. Hey, you like so the I Mac. Like so, years ago, uh, LZ, you said that... Uh, we didn't want you, Darvish, and I was with you all the way. And we could have won that one. And I was the first one to talk mess about you, Darvish, that he was giving up signs, but it turned out that the asterisks were cheating. So I'm really happy for the old dudes, you know, the, the, the ones that are out there, like, like Vince Scully. You know, poor guy had to go give an announcement, you know, making sure L.A. doesn't turn it down itself. You know, Larry King out there. Yo, guys, man, Tommy Lasorda, you know, 
Sandy Kovacs, y'all got to see a championship, you know, before, uh, you know, they, 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 they pass on. And, and, and the young dudes, too, man. Oh, love that those guys, that whole core, want it. And, uh, and I think the reason why is this bubble, man. This bubble just uh, keeps all of the L.A. distractions out of the, uh, the equation. I think they just were focused, and that was it. Championship, title town, Los Angeles 2020, baby. That's all I got to say. Oh, and Lara is uh, the best on the line, man. The best on the line. Tell her I'm going to send her uh, a gift, uh, uh, a face mask and a tanga with the Raider shield on it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what? That got very yeah. aggressive very Girl, quickly. Girl, why you send the phone to him while he was on hold? No, I, mean, I did good. not say anything. <laughs> I, for those that don't know uh, what the, the last part was, he said he was going to send you a mask and a tanga. A tanga is a G-string. Uh, that got very aggressive very quickly, I just want to say. Uh, we do not condone that, okay? so I mean. I mean, unless Laura wants to condone I don't, it's it grown folks from a business. caller, that's different. It's you know grown I mean? folks business. I'm dipping out yeah. of this. I don't know yeah. what she said to him on the phone, but yeah. he got real yeah. comfortable real quick. Yeah. Yeah. This segment this segment turned into tongas and maple syrup and I don't know what's going on. Hey, we should we blame him Gronk, right? It's all once we read that that Gronk quote, people got all frisky and excited over there. Juan in LA got all excited. Uh let's go to Zach in LA. Zach, what's up? Oh, what's up guys? Let's go. I mean, I, I agree with Ramona uh, about the patience thing and, and the not re uh, relying on the long ball, but I think that it was different this year because, you know, Rob Manfred's not going to give us a championship. These guys kind of galvanized, came together, but like, no, we're, we're going to take it. This is ours. Every every detail, they, had, they trusted each other, you know, every at-bat. They learned information from each other. They were talking in the dugout, no video, but they, they knew everyone's going to have an at-bat. They didn't care about platooning. They, they just wanted to take what was theirs, and now it's ours in L.A., and uh, – Stoked for the lefties, Muncie, tough year, but he's like, nah, dude, I'm Max Muncie. I'm going to help this team win in the postseason. Vic Gonzalez almost quits, come back, locks it down, and then obviously Kirsch and everything. So, yeah, that's it. All right, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go to Freddie in Atwater Village. What's up, Freddie? Hey, guys. Uh, I, I have to apologize. I have a raspy voice. I was at Dodger Stadium last night. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, wait. Before we get to that, what was that like? Yeah. How was that? Oh, man, it, it was wild. I, like I said, I was screaming the whole time. Everyone was honking. People were tailgating. I mean, with no alcohol, of course. Of course. Uh, people were having a good time. It was great. And I, I really, truly feel that uh, the acquiring of Mookie Betts is what gave uh, the Dodgers that last piece of the pu puzzle, that, that ultimate spark that we needed, you know, because the point of the game is to, you know, is to hit the ball for sure. And um, I think with Julio Rios' performances, phenomenal performances, man. I, I can't say enough about Julio Rios, and I think these are the outings that Dodgers fans have been truly waiting for as a breakout performance is by Julio Rios. Um, Clayton Kershaw didn't back down. He, he, he showed up, you know, um, like I said, all our bats showed up. Um, Mookie, I got to touch on Mookie again, though, because his baseball IQ is like, I, I truly feel it's like the highest baseball IQ I think I've ever seen. His ability to make plays and create plays and just execute them is just stellar, man. And it, it's just, I, I was, I cried last night. You know, I, I cried at the Lakers championship, and I, I really believe that Lakers and Dodgers are going to go back to back, both of them back Ooh, to back. You greedy. <laughs> Dodgers have a Dodgers have a good farm system too, so uh, you know it's just it's it's great. It's a good it's a good year for LA sports. 
Yeah, Freddie. Yes, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. And thank you for the uh, report about Dodger Stadium, certainly. Jaylene is in Echo Park. Jaylene, what's up? Oh, my God. We're such huge Dodger fans. My whole family worked for the Dodgers back in the 70s and 80s. The Dodgers took it this year because they deserved it. They What, the, what that team did to the Dodgers hurt not only the Dodgers, but it hurt all of us because it hurt our players. And to watch them, the agony that they put our players through, the, the doubt they put in their heads, the things that, I mean, did that guy ever get punished for what he did to you, Darvish? Probably not. And, uh, you know, the fine they got, and then they, and then they make fun of the Dodgers. Really? You don't even apologize. And that's what I think gave the Dodgers the drive. But I right, thank you. Appreciate it, Jaylene. Uh, yeah, look, do you think that there was some extra – I mean, LZ, like, we've talked about this a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think in real time maybe there's the thought of the Astros. I think maybe after the fact that's one of those things you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? At least we got we got through that crap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that in retrospect there's some of that. I think the season definitely started um, with them in, on their minds. I definitely think the season started that way because they wouldn't stop talking. The Houston Asterix wouldn't stop talking. And so when you hear comments coming from their camp, um, obviously, you know, it gets back to players and those who were here uh, remember the feelings. But once the series actually started, I don't think the World Series had them consumed with thoughts of Houston at all. Yeah, um, right, exactly. I mean, of, we tried to ask, remember we asked Passon during the Morton start, and he's like, nah, <laughs> not right. really. Nobody's talked about it. <laughs> yeah, but now they're probably thinking about it. It's yeah, like, now it's kind of like, yeah, we, we, we made good on yeah, that situation. We got yeah. one, and we didn't have to bang on any garbage cans or anything. Right, exactly. Yeah. Let's go to Joseph in West Covina. What's up, Joseph? Hey, fellas, I appreciate you taking my call. I, I did ask Laura to join the call because I'm going to – piggyback on what Laura and uh, LZ said with regards to Julio Urias. And the way I celebrated yesterday was doing some video vlogs about Julio Urias. And let me tell you why. When you need to get the job done, you get a Mexican to do it. And he did it right. And there is no respect for this guy. When you look at the Dodgers social media, you don't see Julio Urias. You see everybody else. And they even have other players from their native land holding flags but you don't have Julio Urias showing his Mexican flag, let's not forget what city we're in. Before the, the whole country or the whole world knew what Los Angeles was, it was part of Mexico, and those people, those indigenous people of Mexico, cultivated the city into what it is. And for you not to pay respect to those people and Julio Urias, that, that really upsets me. And so I tip my hat to Julio Urias because... When you wanted them to shut down the Rays, you called on Julio Urias. And not enough respect is paid for Yeah, I mean, he gave up. We talked about it, right? He gave up one run in over – how many innings did he pitch? I think it was like 17, 18 innings throughout the series or something crazy like that. Um, he was incredible. He like, was he, absolutely incredible. I mean, yeah. we all know there is one logical explanation why certain companies and even their own sure. franchise might be hesitant sure. to celebrate him too much. Yeah. But I will say this. He went through the judicial process. Correct. And the decisions were made. Yeah. He paid the price. And in this country, if you do that and you come out on the other side, you're supposed to be good again. Yes. And so if you're good enough for – to be pitching, then you're good enough to be recognized for pitching well. Yeah. 
Uh, they and by the way, you know, I, I want to make sure we give the Dodgers credit. Um, they do have plenty of pictures on yeah. their social media of Udias that I've seen. I just mean like everyone else. No, 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 no. Yeah. But the, I'm talking about the, the caller the reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The caller reference yeah. that it's I, I not just, on their social media. And and I'm seeing. I'm looking at it right now. Like I'm seeing pictures of him on their social media. So, um, with you know, and and his his jersey being featured prominently, like it's him. Uh, you know, hugging his teammates and things like that. So uh, maybe it wasn't there in the initial moments, uh, but it certainly has is there now, um, and it's been there for many hours. So, uh, but yeah, I, I just want to make sure we clear the air on that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna that. get a jersey. Cool. I think. Well, I mean, you I just add it to your collection. That's what I say. Yeah. 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 Right. I, Speaking of Dodger jerseys, a man who wore a Dodger jersey, Sportsnet LA's Jerry Hairston Jr. is going to join us to talk about the Dodgers' victory, their seventh championship in their history, and their sixth year in Los Angeles, the first in 32 years. We'll talk to Jerry next year. We are back in two minutes on Sedano and LZ. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 